77. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. Uh-huh. Bro, it's so much in these texts. Uh, it's so much narrative. It's so much going on. So many characters. The plot is like thick, bro. And later you're going to see the plot, the storylines right. start to diverge and you have to follow both of them. Uh, love the Bible. So good. One of the things I did mention, really dope, is um, the armor that yeah. uh, Goliath had on. Yeah. Uh, the Hebrew root for that armor mm. that he had on is the same Hebrew root for serpent, right? Mm. So you see that, like you said at the end of the last podcast, bro, that God promised in Genesis 3.15 to crush the head of the serpent, right? And you see that God's king, even here, foreshadows right. what God's king will do one day, uh, crush the enemy, the head of the serpent. That's dope. Um, and so it's dope here. And also, man, listen, my man David is on the run in 1 Samuel 21. He's on right. the run. He should be reigning and ruling, but he's running, yep. right? And we know that he is a picture of Christ, right, who is a persecuted and rejected king, right? Mm-hmm. And so we see, even in this text, David is persecuted. David is rejected. And it's so funny, like... I think we just kind of, uh, you know, don't remember, bro, that he was a human, right? He right. was a real person. Somebody wanted to kill him. Like, he's running for his, like, most of us will never experience. And I don't want to doubt, you know, nobody on it that's listening has ever or will ever experience. But most of us, bro, right. ain't got somebody trying to get our head. I know. Like, literally want us dead. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, we've all been in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> it's like, run, they shooting, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, the fact that one, most of us aren't going to be running for our lives. Yeah. And then in running for for our lives, when we catch up with the person that's trying to kill us and we have the opportunity to end it all, I'll most it. of us, yeah, it wouldn't. Like we see, you know, people slapping people for jokes, right? <laughs> and it's it's yeah. uh yeah. So David The Revenge, yeah. Right. We we just see that um yeah, it's mm-hmm. he has every opportunity mm-hmm. to take his revenge and he would not be critiqued by a single soul. Mm-hmm. He would get have the approval of everybody. Everybody would walk up and say, Yo, yeah. Dave, I get it, right? So with the whole and we're dating ourselves in the podcast now. We try not to do that. I imagine that the uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock thing will live on for a long time. But uh, in the fact that it just took place, right, you have people that are split. And nah, he was defending his wife. And folks saying, yo, it's inexcusable, right? There's a polarizing response. Sure. If David would have killed the guy yeah. that has yeah. been chasing after him, right, mm-hmm. unprovoked, it would there would be no polarizing response. It would be like, yo, Saul got it, yeah, right? But the fact that it's like David doesn't, he doesn't kill him to the uh, like amazement mm. of many. Everybody's like, yo, how, like, why, why wouldn't you, yeah. right? And that shows something of the set apartness of David as king. There's a 
mm. humility and a, and and integrity mm. and something about who he is that does yeah. set him apart. Yeah, I love it because um, <clears throat> in uh, 21, he he flees to this place called Nob. Mm-hmm. It's this priestly compound here. This guy named Ahimelech is there. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, man, I'm on the run. I need something to eat. I know that the bread of the presence is in the sanctuary and that's only for the priests. But uh, like we hungry, so he helps him out, gives him some food. But the text says that Doeg the Edomite like, was there. No, Doug old snitching stuff. He was he he was hiding out, and the text says he was chief of of Saul's shepherds, bro. Yeah. So David leaves there, goes to another spot with this weird encounter with the people of the Philistines, right. and he starts to act crazy, <laughs> right? And uh, man, but he acts wisely so they don't kill him, right? Yeah. And, in, in running for his life so he doesn't get killed by his enemies, he acts crazy. And uh, wisdom. You see the wisdom of the king that is needed as well. Right. That's a theme that's going to come out very heavy mm. with Solomon and later on in the biblical narrative. But wisdom diffuses situations that could possibly lead to destruction. Right. Right? But right. also wisdom may look foolish. Right. And I think the narrative is trying to show us that David, even as he was running away from Saul, and we'll see it even more later so much, yeah. he still acts wisely as a king. And so this is the king you want you right. don't want a king uh that just doesn't you know harm his enemies but you want one who is wise as well right yeah ah, no 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 that's so good yeah and um, then yeah so yeah. 22 is when it all comes comes to a head right the the hint that we got in 21 about doeg doeg comes and snitches right he, yeah. he tells him oh man david is is hanging out he's still on the run and saul is on one to the point bro hear this saul is going to kill Himelech, all the priests, and everybody that was in Nob. Yeah. Right? Because they thought, or because Saul thought that they were all trying to plot against him. Right. Them. And they was like, Yo, yo, as David came through, yeah. David was like, he was on the run, but you do see him as a king. Like, yo, I'm not trying to implicate anybody else here. You feel me? Fam, I'm just on a mission. Let me get some bread and go through. Yeah. So Ahimelech is telling the truth to the best of his knowledge. Mm. And you see Saul, somebody that's paranoid. Paranoid. And as a king who's supposed to have the wisdom to discern, uh, he's he's undiscerning, he's impulsive, he's Mm -hmm. irrational, and he's cowardly, not even wanting the blood for his decision to be on his own hands, right? And so he steps back and be like, yo, Doeg, yeah. you got to come through and slay them all. And so you just see, right, that contrast that you brought up yeah. in terms of kings. Man, whenever you have a lust for power or a hunger for power and prominence and status, innocent people right, are just collateral damage, right? right? And so you see that he kills the innocent here, bro. And, um, you know, a mark of the godly, according to Psalm 15, I believe, yeah. is that you don't shed innocent blood. Right. Um, and a uh, philosopher said, man, that things that men perceive as real are real in their consequence. Mm. And Saul perceived that people were really out to get him. And so the consequences of that were harmful for so many. Right. What's interesting, bro, is this. Saul kills all of the priests. Yeah. In the Old Testament, the priests were anointed. Mm-hmm. The kings were anointed. Mm. The prophets were anointed. Mm. Every time David has a chance to kill him, he's like, yo, I can't touch this the Lord's, Lord's anointed. What Saul does again, he kills the Lord's anointed. Yeah. So once again, the, like the text is just like driving home that this king that Israel chose is not the king that God 
chose. Yeah. But not the king that was fit to lead God's people uh, either. Yep. Uh, 22 uh, and 23, we have the outcast. Yeah. David finds himself well, outside of the city, outside of the camp. And what I love the picture here is that people that are outcasts find a home mm. with him. And he uh, welcomes them in and he brings them in. At the beginning of 23, bro, mm. verses 1 through 3, this is the one that got me, bro. It said this, it was reported to David, look, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and raiding the threshing floors. So David inquired of the Lord, should I launch an attack against these Philistines? Mm. The Lord answered David, launch an attack against the Philistines and rescue Keilah. But David's men said to him, look, we're afraid here in Judah. Yeah. How much more if we go to Keilah against the Philistine forces? Verse 4, once again, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered, go at once, for I will hand the Philistines over to you. Then David and his men went. And you just see this concept of when David has these instructions for the Lord and relays them, and is rebutted by the fear of his men, he's going to go back to, to the Lord, and he's going to go back to his men saying, yeah. yo, fear not, God's got us. Mm. So uh, again, you just see this picture of David as someone who's longing for and enjoying and basking in and leveraging right, the peace that comes from the presence of the Lord. Yeah, I love that too because it's like Saul never inquires of the Lord. Right. You see how calculated David is where right. every time he's about to make a decision, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Yep. And I think that's a that that's a very practical application for us. Yep. Decisions big or small, right? Yep. We should always inquire of the Lord and see yep. what he would say or have us do. Yep. And again, in Keilah, like Saul just killed innocent people. David right. operates in such a way, inquires of the Lord, goes to the go, goes against the Philistines on the Lord's word. And he saves the people of Keilah. Right. And so we see, like, uh, uh, David is the one who doesn't shed innocent blood, who cares for the innocent, um, who th those who are not uh, against him. And, man, it's just amazing, too, that David is in the wilderness, right, as he's traveling. And you see the way the Lord works right. for him, just like he always does for his people. Yeah. In the wilderness, in the trials, in the tough times. The Psalms was forged in fire, bro. Right. right? Like mm. you see how God provides in uh in 23, the you know, covenant that God made with him uh is renewed and reaffirmed by his homie uh Jonathan. 24. Chance to kill Saul. Strength is always found in restraint rather than revenge. Mm. That's good. It's always found in restraint rather than revenge, bro. Like uh. truth be told, bro, like. He ain't really, like, Saul didn't really want them hands. <laughs> he didn't want to see David's hands. David yeah. was different. Right, right. right. And, you know, uh, David cuts off a piece of Saul's robe, bro, just to show him, like, I had you at my feet. I had you, fam. I could have did this. Right. Um, but once again, I like, I don't want to touch the Lord's anointing. Yeah. And, you know, man, it's so funny. Um, a quote that you always say that, that was always been helpful for me is, uh, you know, we don't pay evil for evil. And we don't even repay good for good. But as believers, bro, we repay good for evil. Right. And it's just like that's what a true believer <coughs> does. Like that's what's in God's law and in God's word. Yeah. And I think it's close to God's heart. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so at the end of the day, David doesn't kill Saul, even when he has the opportunity to, showing 
that he is not just um, a persecuted king, right. a rejected king, mm. but he's also an innocent one. Mm. And he points us to the one who is innocent and blameless before God, the Lord Jesus, Amen. who would die for our sins and accomplish the greatest victory that David or Saul could never accomplish. Yeah, let's pray. Yeah. Yeah, our Father, we thank you for being um, our great king of whom we see shadows of this in the past, Lord. Uh, but we ask that you would fill us with the same confidence, Lord, that when fear starts to bubble up inside of our hearts, God, that uh, it would be calmed with a reminder of the fact that you're with us, you're present, and you have everything under control. I pray that we would believe that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.